Parenting is difficult, but we can certainly do things to make it more difficult. One of those things is to forget the purpose. The purpose is to raise an adult. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm Ruthie J., your host. And yesterday we started our list of these five ways to make parenting a lot harder than it already is. And we covered about teaching respect of authority. And I know we've actually done a week-long series on that, so you can do a search. And that's not even too long ago, but you can search for that online at parentingonpurpose.org. But one of the things that you say a lot is that our job is to make sure our children are marriageable and employable, right? Well, that's what adults do. And so I think if I don't have a destination for this 20-year trip, I won't plot it out. I need to plot it out. Years and years ago, when Roby was 12 and Tori was 15, and it was an anniversary of mine here at Sheridan House, I think it was my 25th, and they, the, the board of directors gave me the greatest gift you can give. They gave me the gift of time, and we took a two-month trip around North America in our Chevy Astro van. But it wasn't a matter. We didn't just say, you know what? We're going tomorrow. Let's get in the van. We put a map on the wall, and we talked about where we were going, and we read a little bit about the Alamo and all these things. And we plotted out, I mean, we spent months beforehand plotting out all these places we were going to go, and it was 12,200 miles, just all these places, and planned and planned and planned. There was so much planning for this little two-month trip. How can there not be planning for this 20-year trip called parenting? And when we don't, when we just kind of react, we've become reactionary parents. We just react, and we don't think, okay, the goal is to raise an adult. And it's to raise an adult in a culture that doesn't require adulthood. You can remain an adolescent all your life and believe you deserve things. I'm entitled. I'm entitled. I mean, people get elected under that mentality. You you feel you're entitled? Let me feed that thought rather than you're an adult. You know, as Kennedy, act not what your country can do for you. Ask not, but what you can do for your country. What do I bring to the table? I want to raise an adult. And to raise an adult, then I've got to back up and say, what are some things adults need to know how to do? And you, you opened with it. For sure, the number one thing is they need to have a relationship with God because he knows the plans he has for them. Now, we'll talk about that on Friday. But the other thing is marriageable and employable. And so we need to decide, I cannot baby my children. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm an Anglo sitting across from a Latin. And I got to tell you, you and I were laughing about this, how, and I don't know why. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. As a Latin, do you think Latin moms, and you are pregnant sitting across the table from me, do you think Latin moms tend to baby their boys more than their girls? Yes. Whoa, did you want to think about that for a second no. before you? No. Uh, why? I, I mean, do they not want their boys to grow up to be men? Be careful because you're going back into the Latin community when you I leave here. I don't think that that's the thinking. I think it's just this is how it is and this is the dynamic in the house. And a lot of times it's just because dad is like that. So mom has a hard time changing that paradigm for her son when she can't change her husband. Okay, so ooh, Does you that... said a lot right there. Ouch, Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're, you can edit that well, out if you no, want. My, if you're a coward, if you do, <laughs> but you can edit it out. So let me ask a question okay. then. So you grew up. Do you have any brothers? Yes, I'm the oldest of three. Okay, I have a brother so, and then so a you, sister. Okay. And I was going to bring that up uh, in my house. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Because if you weren't, I was going to bring it up. So oh, let me let me say this. Rosemary grew up in an ethnic home. My wife grew up in an ethnic home, and in many respects, very similar for a different reason. The boys weren't babied, but they were uh, so lifted up. I'm sure they did chores. I just never heard about it. And they were lifted up and raised to be pastors. And two of them are pastors today. Awesome. Now, let me say, I love these guys, and one of them discipled me. But Rosemary was kind of their domestic worker. She was the only girl. Mm -hmm. And so you would think, you would think that she would grow up saying in her brain, this is disgusting. 
or I will never, ever do this. However, she grew up, and and it didn't happen, but she grew up babying her son. Now, she would say because he's the youngest. Now, I didn't let that happen, and he worked his brains out in our house, Uh, and he was held so accountable. It was ridiculous, and he missed soccer games just because he didn't take the garbage out. Uh, and cleaning out the inside of the garbage can um, because that that, what, that isn't going to happen in my house. But she would say, well, you know, he does everything so well. I don't, and I caught her making his bed one morning, and that's not happening because our our kids were there to serve mom, to serve mom. And he today serves his wife. He gets it. But you would think, okay, now let's flop it. You would think you grew up watching your son, your brother get babied and indulged that it would make you, look, I, I that's not, I'm not doing that. In fact, I'm, I'm, it makes me mad. Mm-hmm. No? Well, my brother didn't get super babied, but there were some things where, like, he didn't have to wash the dishes as much as we did. So, like, little nuances. So it wasn't as drastic in my so house. So there were gendered chores in your house. Kind, kind of, yeah. yeah. He just did some other things. And it wasn't as bad in my house, but in other homes, it was much more drastic. So I watched and, you know, my whole life just seeing this is how the culture is and learning, honey, if you want to get married to a Latino, then this is what you need to expect. Yeah, but it doesn't, it's not right, right? I want to ma- I, I want to ma- raise a son and daughter that everybody wants to marry, But right? then, you know, your options are down to nothing then when you're looking for a spouse. I don't know. No, you know? no, no, no. And Rosemary trained me in some of these areas. And you know, I've got the opposite problem. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Growing up in a home where mom dies and it's a dad and all boys, we I deified the whole female gender. Yeah. Rosemary, would, Rosemary said it the other night. I came in, she'd had dinner, I had to speak at a dinner and the dishes were in the sink and I came in and put my stuff down and she's sitting and I go to wash the dishes. And she says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just going to, two minutes, I, please, please leave the dishes alone. I got the dishes. I complete. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Don't do that because you do that. I'm going to get up and do it. So just leave it alone. So I think there's upsides and downsides to this. But what I know I want to do is I want to raise, you know, you're my daughter's age. I want to raise the boy you would want to marry. I want to raise the boy that walks into the house and the parents say, wow, um, this is uh wow. haven't seen this. But I want to raise a boy that his wife says to herself, this is amazing. I want to raise the daughter that I mean, I want to raise kids that can go out and be successful at that, that everybody wants to hire, whether they know the particular job or not. And then everybody would say, that's it. I want to raise the boy that goes out the door who learns how to love his wife as much as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I mean, that's the whole gig is for us to serve and serve and serve. So I don't want to baby them. But that's difficult when you are already in a marriage that maybe the dynamics don't cater to that. You okay, know I mean? so you're switching us to marriage right now from parenting? No, no, no. What no, I'm saying no, is you're, oh, no, I get it. You're, I get it. you're helping I, your children become adults, but then when the example that you're living out in front of them is not matching up and you can't change a lot of that. I never you know? heard that until Dade County. I never heard that till doing a parenting seminar years ago, the first time. At New Testament Baptist Church, 60% Latin, that's a guess, I don't know what the number is, and having wives come up, and aggressively, they were so much fun, all these little 30-somethings, I hear you, but they don't see that in their dad. And so- And if I I can't change dad- So let me ask, so I said to them, okay, (laughs) that you don't see that in dad. Let me ask you, if dad was publicly watching pornography, would you say something to dad? You know, that this, this isn't going to help your children as they grow up. I may be delusional, but I would think, let's sit down and talk about, and let's let's first listen to this podcast together and talk about the things we do to help our children 
be marriageable and employable. And the dad would say, yes, that's a great idea. I want him to be marriageable and employable. And let's talk about it. And so as we talk about it, I would stop the podcast in the middle. And I would say, okay, are we raising our son to go out there and be marriageable? Let's just say our son doesn't marry a Latin girl. But let's also do this. And this is one of the most difficult things. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Romans 12 really means don't conform to your culture. And I can come out of that culture, but the key emphasis is on the word out. You and I laugh about this. I'm a Latin wannabe because of so so many things, and Latins get family. But there are some things that maybe they need to rethink. All of us come to Christ, and all of us come uh, into life uh, and into adulthood with dysfunctions from our family. Not Latins, Germans even worse. I mean, why talk? Why would I talk? I'm not going to talk. And, and realizing there's a need to talk and then realizing I need to talk. And we actually named our book on communication, We Need to Talk, because I the death, I didn't realize that's not good for man to live alone. I needed this. But I need to present myself as a living and holy sacrifice that Romans 12 begins with. And sometimes I need to analyze I want to say to you, this is just the way I am, but I'm not. I'm a new person in Christ. And so if there are some issues, if we're babying our child, if we're doing too much for our child, if Rosemary, why are you making his lunch? And I caved on that one. Let me just do this. Let me just do this for him. And even putting little smiley faces on his napkin when he's playing sports in high school. And it got to the point where two of his friends said, I'd like, and she'd make them for them too. Oh. It was hilarious. But there's other things we need to back up. Are we doing things that aren't going to make him marriageable? Are we teaching him to sacrifice? And are we teaching him to serve? Those are necessary epoxy glue to become one flesh in the marriage. Mm-hmm. So important. And, you know, to do that, you have to have the bigger picture in mind also. And also, look, you know, what you're you're saying here, I will not conform. That means that you have to get over yourself in a way, get over your culture. And then as women, I know even like Rosemary wanting to make lunch, I know there's a lot of women that have a sense of pride in doing everything, keeping that house and doing their kids' beds because to them, that is their language of love. Mm-hmm. And for that, for so to hear you say, okay, but you're babying them, that's not good for them. And then the woman's like, okay, but this is how I love. Mm-hmm. So there's a conflict there, and you almost have to kind of work through that. Well, I have so what's to, the bigger picture? I have to decide love isn't performance. Mm-hmm. Love isn't performance. And so I have to love – you started down a word picture of this perfect purpose, 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 purpose. What's the purpose of parenting? The purpose of parenting is to hand God an adult. You know, and I hate to go back to him, and I'm going to look, look at you while I say this. But I think Joseph was yanked from Jacob's house. I think I think Joseph was very indulged. And so the graduate school he had to go to, you know, was pretty radical. I was 17 years old to 28 years old of training. I don't want that. I want to train my children. I want to have purpose. I want to be very purposeful in this whole parenting process. That's why we call this Parenting on Purpose, this whole broadcast. I, I So I want to get a vision for my daughter-in-law uh, that what will my daughter-in-law need uh, to become all she can be, and them together. And in doing that, I need to raise my son to be a worker. I re- need to raise my son to be able to make sacrifices. Now, does that mean Rosemary doesn't serve him? No. We just have to, why are we doing this? What's the meaning before this, behind this? And realize this, everything in life is training and love. My mom shared a story with me just a couple of days ago, how crushed she was when she dropped off my brother at college because oh. he went to Liberty. And she said, I was crying and crying and crying. And my dad, I guess, they drove off to the side of the road and went to some dollar store or something. And she always likes to look at those quote plaques or whatever. 
And she found one that calmed her down for the rest of the trip. It said a parent's job is to give a child roots and wings. And it kind of clicked in her head, okay, all these years I've been giving him roots, and now it's the time for him to fly. Now I give him his wings. But we have to prepare him to fly so that he can be well, you know, and dropping him off wasn't as so scary for my mom because I think she did a, a good job with my brother, but it was also the sadness of her because she she loved to serve him in a no, way and no. loved to prepare him. And that's, you know, that's a whole topic, a season of life that parents go through. Oh, I, I, your mom's right. I, I mean, when we dropped off Tori her freshman year at Asbury College, I've never known pain like that. The wedding was easy after that. But I also realized, wow, I don't, I'm ending an era. I don't have a daughter at home anymore. And I knew it'll never be the same. I have never known tears like that. We we had plans to go to a bed and breakfast uh, in um, in Charlotte. We never made it. We spent the night somewhere and, and Roby and, you know, 15-year-old Roby in the back seat thinking, oh my goodness, I've never seen dad cry like this <laughs> and got lost driving because oh I, I was, yeah. But I, 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 what we had done is we did some things to make it fun in high school. And so now it's a very selfish crying on my part, not your mom's yeah. part. The selfish is, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't have fun with her. And she made me laugh all the time. Uh, her passion made me laugh and her passion for other people and other kids made me laugh. I want to set them up to be ready to be adults. I want to teach them accountability. And the way to teach them accountability is to hold them accountable. I don't want to do too much for them, but I want to do for them, but not too much, but do for them, but not too much. And finding that balance. And that's a husband-wife find the balance. And I, I don't want to overindulge them. I did not buy them a car when they were in high school, ever. And because I, I car is a big thing. Car is an adult thing. And I don't care if other people bought cars. And I would hear it all the time. And Tori was great because Tori, Tori knew my buttons, my, you know, my pride button. Everybody else in the senior class, and I knew everybody else didn't have big cars or any cars, but a lot of people did. And I almost caved. And no, I'm not going to do that. This is an adult thing. You can drive your mom's big car, your big clunker, where it's all okay. I want to teach them to make sacrifices. I want to teach them to make sacrifices and be ready. It's all about purpose. The purpose is what you said. I want to make them be able to soar when they leave rather than be so dependent and not ready to be adults. Parenting is difficult. You can make it more difficult if you don't prepare them to be an adult. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And if you want to find out more about some of the resources Dr. Barnes was bringing up, the, the book about We Need to Talk and many others that are on Sheridan House's website, the proceeds actually go to help the children's home. So check that out at shfm.org. If you want to hear this broadcast again with your spouse, maybe, or ask questions or sign up to get this program automatically, you can do all that online at parentingonpurpose.org. We hope you join us tomorrow. We'll continue our list of five ways to make parenting a lot more difficult than it already is here on Parenting on Purpose.